us in the league if you looking for talent. LSU going hard, but we beat Alabama. Then we going out to Florida. Drown the Gators. Everybody getting bucked when we step in the stadium. This is the LSU anthem. You know it's a hit. You don't know another rapper two step like this. See me screaming out the window, yelling purple and gold. I'm an LSU fan, girl. You know how we roll now. We are live! Woo! Let's go. Let's go. It's going to be a good show, Zach. Uh, hey, we, we're kind of upgrading a little bit, it feels like. I know. You, you know what I get? You know what I give that, that intro? Yeah! Great intro. Yeah! Absolutely. Oh, shit. Gotta love it, man. Man, we're upgrading up in this thing. Sound effects? Are you kidding me? Thank you, StreamYard. Incredible. Incredible, yes. Uh, StreamYard has made life so much easier for uh, this show and, and so much more. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. What, what do you, what's the word? Smooth. I don't know. Smooth, uh, convenient for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. So, guys. We got some stuff to talk about. That's why we dedicated an entire segment to all things LSU tonight because there's a good bit of stuff to talk about in that segment. Not super in-depth, but things that need to be discussed maybe uh, briefly. Um, But I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it now since I see some of y'all are commenting already. Tell me T.A. is at the end. So I want you to put your tell me T.A. Now, I want you to do it now. Whenever you think of it, if one pops to your mind, put it in there now until the end. Send it in, and we will star it on our little thing here, and we will get to it. In. So send in the Tell Me TAs. Go ahead and start getting them in there, and uh, we'll get to those here at the last segment of the show. Um, last episode, we weren't able to interact as much uh, because we had uh, Demui on. Uh, it was a fantastic episode, but... Um, because of that, we wanted to get some more fan interaction today. Um, so y'all throw comments in there. Y'all, y'all get jumping in there. I see the gold boot pods in here. Al Landry's already in here. What's up guys? Yes. Hello, my guys. I've been missing both of you. So I had to tune in, man. We're glad you're tuning in Al. You, you've been a faithful one. You've been a faithful one. We appreciate your, uh, continued support. Absolutely. Sure. All right, Zach. So Kate, Sean, Boutte. If you saw our cover art there at the beginning, whatever you call it, Zach said cover art. Uh, no, thumbnail. Thumbnail. Sorry, I'm not in the the know of the technical terms here of the graphics. But the thumbnail, obviously, was Zach's uh, edit for the seven. Uh, can I get an applause button? I need, I need an applause button. Zach, give oh, okay. yourself an applause button. That's fantastic edit from Zach once again. Uh, Zach's really good with all that stuff, and, and that one is, is really dope. That one is is super uh, – like that's one of my most favorite edits I've, I've seen uh, you make. I mean, all of the I legends. Um, I, I love the whole – you know, they, they put – they replaced the L with the seven, the legend thing. I, I, I love that about the number seven. Um, but Zach, Kayshawn Butte, um kind of expected – 
um, to to be For the sure. guy to get seven. But w- what are your thoughts on Kayshawn landing the big number seven? And I guess the question we got to ask after we get over our thoughts is who's going to be number 18 on both sides yeah. of the ball. But w- what are your thoughts on Kayshawn getting that number? First off, thank goodness that he got the number because I spent over $100 on a jersey that's got – Butte number seven on it. So I'm extremely thankful that uh, they gave him number seven. Otherwise, I would have had a worthless jersey. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't have been worthless, but I mean, you know, so I'm happy uh, in that aspect. But my thoughts are I mean, seven has traditionally gone to the most talented, yeah, the best player on the team. And, Playmaker. Yeah. And, and it's, it's pretty well known that Kayshawn Butte is that. I mean, he is the greatest playmaker on the team. And so, does he deserve it? Yes, I think he deserves it in that aspect. Absolutely. I mean, Kayshawn Butte was dominating last season before the injury, was the best wide receiver in the country, in my opinion, before the injury. And expect Absolutely. to see more of that this season. Um, you know, and another thing is, it's been kind of, hit or miss with the wide receivers that have gotten number seven. I mean, you gave it to DJ Chark, and DJ Chark was definitely a hit. I mean, DJ Chark played awesome as the number seven. Uh, We all remember the punt return against Auburn in 2017 that sparked the comeback. So, you know, all those things, you know, they are really important to, you know, those guys that are on the team, the players, and, of course – there was also a miss. Jonathan Giles wore number seven, and he didn't really do much. He ended up tra- transferring. I think it was to Southern or something like that. So hopefully, hopefully this is a hit. And you, you had Jamar Chase. You had Jamar Chase that had the number seven, and then you know he didn't even play one one down of the 2020 season. So you know I, I'm hoping that uh, Kayshawn Butte represents the number seven well that he that he plays an entire season, he's injury-free, and he shows out. I, I got to agree. I, I got to agree. Um, oh, man, we're going to have to get to that comment. Uh, the Golden Boot Pod says, was Kobe Stevens a hit or a miss for seven? We, we got to get to that comment. Got to. Um, but here are my thoughts. Um, I loved – I loved. I was in love with the whole seven thing when Pat Peterson wore it, when Tyron Matthew wore it, when Leonard Fournette and DJ Chark wore it. The past since that, I have not been pleased with it. I, I'm just. I agree. I'm just stating the facts here, or well, maybe not the facts. That's that's definitely my opinion. I haven't been down with the whole seven thing. Why? Because. A lot of it has been missing here lately. And so the whole seven legend thing is not living up to the legend status that it needs to be. Um, Patrick Peterson is a legend. Leonard Fournette, legend. Tyron Matthew, legend. I mean, when I think of DJ Chark, I think of the Auburn game. Legend. Like, those guys wore number seven and wore it well. Since then, I haven't seen it yet. I want Butte to be the one to bring the life back to 
that number seven thing. As a kid, those guys made me fall in love with it. But now as I've grown up into an adult, I haven't been pleased. Um, So I want to feel like that kid again. I want to be that kid uh, watching LSU in our den back at our old house, watching Tyron Matthew, Patrick Peterson, uh, uh, Leonard Fournette. And like as you're watching them, you're like, dude, this guy is a legend. No doubt. But, oh, uh, Golden Boot Pod, Delpit. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I did. I, 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 I'm sorry. I did forget about Delpit. Delpit, I, I think, was a legend. Uh, but, I, I mean, if we're being honest, his better season was when he wore nine. I, I mean, yeah. in, in all honesty, the year he won the Thorpe was not his best year. Like, And he was injured like so- half the season. Yes, and that's that's a part of it. He was playing on an injured ankle, I think, half the season. So, um, and that was pretty obvious in the old Miss game that we were in attendance of. Uh, but we, we, I want Butte to to break out this year. I want him to, which I think he is potentially the best receiver in the country and can be. Um, I think he's proven that in what he's done in his freshman year and a, and a little bit last year. I mean, he literally um, didn't play half the season last year and was still in the midst of, of you know, the top SEC in yardage, top SEC in touchdowns. So uh, I, I want Butte to wear the number seven and make me – uh, feel like I did when Tyron Matthew was wearing it. What 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 do we got going on here? Uh, we've got Easy. Dad in- interrupting. Where oh, the boy. hogs at? Where <laughs> the hogs at? Oh Lord! Oh my gosh! The crackhead dead. Crack Pastor Senior <laughs> as is uh, isn't that what Blake said? Pastor Where Senior's coming in there. Lord of mercy. Oh my! God. We've got a long time until we pay up. Play oh, boy. Time, so. oh boy! Oh <laughs> boy! I'm, I'm gonna lock the, piggies, the door next time. The piggies are the ones that have been have been uh, taking it to us here lately. Lord have mercy! Blake has to lock the door for for Ben. I have to lock the door for Dad. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's the opposite. Oh man! He, Zeke came in here earlier. Was clanging a dump truck around here. So. Anyways, but I want Butte to have an incredible season so I can feel that way about number seven again. I mean, Stingley was out all last year. Jamar Chase opted out. It's like it hasn't been there. Legend has not been the word for it in in the past several years. I would say there are some legends who won uh, who wore seven, but not recently. So I want to come back to that comment that that y'all brought up. Is Jacoby Stevens a hit or a miss? Is he a hit or a miss? Zach, I'll let you give your thoughts on it first. Was Jacoby Stevens a hit or a miss? I think uh, when you look at the number seven um, and, and what it represents, um, I think I think he was a hit as in the leadership type role, but that number is is really more so for number 18. And I think yeah. I saw somebody actually – oh, yeah, it was the Golden Boot Pot. Jacoby should yeah. have been an 18. I agree. Yes. 
I think as far uh, as numbers go, yeah, he should have been 18 his his last season. Um, seven, I don't I don't think so. Uh, I mean, he didn't have a bad year his last year. You know, it wasn't like he struggled. Oh, no, that whole year was the the whole year was you know not good. Um, but mm. with <laughs> to encompass all of that, you know, he held his own. So. You know, he didn't have a terrible year. Um, he didn't have a, a great number seven type year. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think I have to agree with the Golden Boot. I think number eighteen would have been more suited for him. Well, that was literally my take on it. Was the dude was a leader more than anything? Seven is the playmaker, right? Yeah. He's the playmaker. Um, Jamar Chase, what? Right? AYS just put in there. Chase got seven first before he opted out. Yes. Jamar Chase would have been the better seven. He's the playmaker. Um, absolutely. Would I say Jamar Chase is a lead role, leader role type of guy? Probably not. Playmaker? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so with Jacoby Stevens, I think the seven was a miss. If it would have been 18, it would have been a hit because yeah. – Honestly, for him to come back and endure a year like that, um, be the leader on that defense um, in the in a year where you know when we thought like Damone Clark was going to have a great year and it was like he was almost absent, um, him to step up and come back and endure the likes of Bo Pelini, um, yeah it. It would have definitely been a absolute hit had it been an 18. Seven, it's a miss. Um, I also saw Blake. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is Blake, uh, but he said, you know, um, did it was his whole career a miss? Um, miss, I don't know. Maybe uh, he definitely was a highly recruited guy, and it didn't turn out to be this, like, he was hyped up a lot. And yeah. I, I don't think it was there uh, to say his career was a hit either. Um, but, I mean, he made some great plays. I mean, you think about uh, the, the hit against Clemson. You know, that's like his – I think the that's his like, highlight moment. State. You said what the now? One the interception. Interse yeah. One hand interception in the state. Yeah, I mean, he played a crucial role in the defense those last two years. Um, but to live up to the the five-star rating that he was, mm, probably not. Um, so with that, all that being said, I want Boutte, you know, we're discussing number seven. I want Boutte to have an incredible year. I want him to have one of the best years a receiver. I want him to be like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson type year. 2019, I, I, that's what I, I want out of it this year. And I think if everybody. It's not, I'm, honestly, if we have another crap year with it, I'm going to be like, I, I could care less. Like, it. stop giving the number out. Like, I, I don't yeah. care anymore. Uh, so that's that's my point with that. So with all that being said, with the seven, what who deserves 18 offensive side of the ball, and who deserves the, the 18 defensive side of the ball? So, 18, for me, on the offensive side of the ball, I think it has to go between two players. And y'all send in your comments. We're going to get to your comments uh, after this, after we discuss uh, the number 18 and who we believe. 
should get it. Uh, y'all send in your comments, and we will hit them here shortly. I, I think it's got to go to either John Emery or to Jare Jenkins, and I think Jare Jenkins gets a nod there. Um, Jare Jenkins has been a vocal leader. He's been a guy that has, has stuck around uh, a long time. And John Emery has just not been there as in he has, just hasn't played. Now, has he stuck it out? He's stuck with the program. He's worked his tail off to get to where he is right now. Uh, and we hope that he has an amazing season. We hope that, you know, this is his money year. But I think the nod goes to Dre because Dre has had more playing time. Uh, and he's also been that off-the-field guy. So he's been the on-the-field guy. He's been the off-the-field guy. Yeah. I mean, he won you the Texas A&M game, you know, this past year. Max Johnson made a great pass. Dre Jenkins made the catch took it in the end zone and won you the Texas A&M game and got you to 500 at that point before the bowl, the bowl game. So, no. you know, I think it's got to go Dre in my opinion. So who's defense? Defense is a tough one. Um, because I honestly, I think you go to Mike Jones. I really do. Um, Mike Jones is definitely a leader off the field. Um, now, because of the past staff, he has not had as much playing time as he has deserved um, on this football team, but he's going to be, you know, he's going to be a starter for this this football team this season. He's going to have a lot of playing time. Uh, he's going to be a vocal leader on the field, off the field, and so for that reason, I think Mike Jones deserve it. If it had to go to somebody else, uh, you know, I would look at somebody like Jay Ward, but yeah, I, I think it. I think it's. I think it's more deservingly so towards Mike Jones. So th those are my two. I don't know if you have – if you agree there on both of those or if you disagree. So I'd be interested to hear what no, you got I, if you disagree. I absolutely agree, 100%. Um, I, I don't think it's any debate offense. I, I think it's Dre Jenkins. I, I'm, I mean, come back. He's the veteran guy in the receiver room. Um, I mean, Butte's kind of a veteran there too. But, I mean, I mean, what is this, Dre's fifth – he's fifth-year senior, sixth-year senior? Fifth, sixth year, or something like that. I, like Jare Jenkins is 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 um, definitely um, my eighteen on offense. I have to agree. Um, thanks to AYS, um, thanks to AYS and uh, his show. After listening uh, to Mike Jones, the way he talks, um, the way he seems to approach things. Um, I, I got to give it to to Mike Jones, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I I think he is a true leader. Um, he he seems to be very outspoken. Um, I guess I guess my, I think my dad made another showing, so Zach put me up here, but I, I still hear him uh, kind of shuffling around. But um, those are my two. Oh. <laughs> I guess you. I kind of heard you shuffling around, so I had to go but, lock the door, make sure there was no more appearances. Oh, <laughs> uh, so anyways, I, Mike Jones is is my defensive guy. Jare Jenkins is my offensive guy. I'm sorry, off the. Y'all hear the dog barking? It's like right outside the door. Will not shut up. I'm about to go take <laughs> its uh, whatever vocal cords out. Um, but give me Jare. Give me Mike Jones. I think those would be the perfect number 18s for this season. Uh, big time leaders. Maybe even Ollie Gay. Uh, uh, maybe Ollie Gay. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. saw from 
we saw that little video uh, that the LSU football released about accountability, and he literally got up and was like, guys, we are not trying to, like, you know, get on you or anything whenever we say something. It's called – he was like, it's it's accountability. Um, yep. It's accountability. Which is what Brian Kelly's been preaching. Yes. He's like, this is all about accountability. So, maybe Ali Gay is the type of guy that could wear it too. I honestly forgot about him and thought about him last second. But maybe Ali Gay. But I think Mike Jones, leadership-wise, has uh, kind of set himself apart a little bit um, from, from just from what I've gathered and what I've seen. So, to the numbers, you know, 18 is definitely my favorite number. So, I, I don't think we've missed on 18 in quite some time with the whole leadership role. Um, that's just my opinion. I think guys like uh, – who had it in 2019? Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Our center. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Plays Lloyd Cushenberry. Lloyd Cushenberry. Gosh. Lloyd Cushenberry um, and uh, Caleb on Chasson. I think those were great guys during the 2019 season. I think Damone Clark was an excellent one last year. I mean, excellent. Okay. Um, so I've been very pleased with the 18 choices uh, in recent years. Number seven's got to step it up this year. I want to see it. Give it to me. Give me the best year you got. All right. Um, I guess we can hit a few comments, comments here because there, yeah, sure. there's there's some comments in here. They're flying or, in. I, I did see the nun comment, Blake. I, I saw the nun comment. Paul Boot said Zach must got an uh, aunt old camera. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if if the connection is not. If the connection's not great. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a little laggy, but I do have a new camera coming in. Uh, I'm excited. So Reagan's Ooh, gonna fancy. get this. Can- Reagan's gonna get this camera, but Reagan has better connection, wow. so it should be perfectly wow. fine. Should be perfectly fine. Uh, we <laughs> Al Andrew, we need to get started. Go fund me to get Zach a better quality God, camera. It's a good camera, guys. It's just it's the connection. I promise you. It's, it's always been connection. Zach's internet. Blame the internet. Blame the internet. Blame, Blame the internet. internet. Uh, AYS says Zach on the dial home camera tonight. <laughs> crazy. All right, let's see what else the we got dial. here. Oh, of course, uh, Al Landry and a couple of the guys Possibly. shouting oh. out. Uh, God, Dad, past uh, the scene he's in the building. Uh, <laughs> Adam B said, "Unlike unfollowed, <laughs> he, he didn't like he didn't like the the the, the Anders Lee showing." So. You know, Lord. we'll uh, we'll have to tell Dad yeah, that Adam B does not approve. So, uh, yeah, here it is, Megan. Here it is. AYS Nun Blanche plays first. She sucks. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. Trying to get me fired. Awesome. Trying to get me fired, man. Al Andrew. <laughs> oh man, I love it. So. Oh wow. Uh, oh wow. Ask Reagan. Uh, is Zach's goatee a team leader? <laughs> Hey, you like it? You like it? The goatee. Uh, a lot of people said they like it. It's, it's really just Blake. It's really just Blake that gives me crap for it. Um, <laughs> everybody else that I've talked to, they said they like it. So, the goatee. Uh, Brandon I used Reese. To rock the goatee. I used to rock the goatee. Brandon Reese agrees. He says Dre Jenkins uh, or Mike Jones. Could be both. Could be both. They've done that in the past. So we'll see. Uh, Golden Boot, according to our poll on Twitter, Ali Gay and BJ Ojalari are the fan choices, too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I have to agree. Let's see. Papa Lee taking a swig of the blood of Christ. Yeah, he's going to get that that uh, pork's blood. Um, oh, oof. man. 
That's that sounds gross, but uh, I, we'll have to. We might have to get um, Papa Lee uh, back in the, on the show whenever we we do play the Piggies of Arkansas. Look, look, we need to get an Anders Lee take on the season and just see how wild it gets. I think that's, we that's maybe maybe we we bring him on the show for the first time. Send it in the comments. Do we bring Papa Lee? Do it's we gonna bring be- past the senior on the show? I don't know Let if we'll get a serious moment. If we, do, if we bring him in, it may not be a we serious We will not moment. have a serious moment. That is for sure. Do we bring Papa Lee slash past the senior on the show Here, for hold, a hold LSU on. football Zach, season Zach, preview? Let, let me preface it. Before you send your answers in, if you want Pastor Senior Papa Lee on here, let me tell you, Papa Lee does not think that the Brian Kelly hire was a home run hire. So take that into consideration, (laughs) then send your comments in. Yep. All right. It's moving on, but it'd be a good debate. It'd be a good debate. Y'all anyways, (laughs) anyways, (laughs) anyway. All right. All right. Y'all can do ask Reagan, ask Zach. Tell me TA. We'll get to him at the end. They want him. Al Landry wants him on the show. So, I mean, looks, we might just have to bring him on. I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to him when we get done and see if he's interested. Um, So, yeah. All right, so now it's time to get to all things LSU. So yes. we're ready to talk some basketball, ready to talk some baseball, football. There's a lot going Absolutely. on right now. So uh, let's get into first. this segment. Baseball, baseball first. first. Baseball the first. And then Brandon Reese up. does have a question. We'll get to that when we get to more football. Ask Reagan. Ask Zach. Tell me TA. Send them in. Send them in. And we'll First get to them in the last segment. Tell me TAs. I ain't seen none yet. All right. Let's see here. Baseball. Um, the draft is coming up, uh, I believe, this Sunday. It is be- The draft is beginning. Uh, obviously, I fully suspect that um, Jacob Berry is going to be a top ten pick. Yeah. Um, we suspect K. Doty is going to be picked. Uh, the curiosity is after that. Um, will guys like Eric Razelman, Paul Gervais, I think they're going to get picked. But the question is, where do they get picked, and do they take it, Zach? What are your thoughts on the coming up draft and how it's going to play into uh, the role for Jay Johnson deciding the rest of his pitching staff? Well, I think I think it's massive because you know you also have to worry about the incoming freshman class. Um, you got to worry you got like about guys like Mike Romero, Gavin Guidry. Yeah. Um, you got to worry about some of the transfers that you've gotten and Dylan Tabray and Thatcher Hurd. Um, so you know a lot of those are big question marks. Um, now, Jay Johnson has done an awesome job at filling the holes uh, here early on, but he has to prepare himself to potentially fill more holes, pause, um, after the draft because guys are going to get selected and they're going to choose to go into the draft. Now, I, I made this point on the last podcast with the Mui, and I think it, it it's really important. You just brought on an MLB guy, and now – that coach, Wes Johnson, is going to be in charge of convincing guys like Razelman, like Gervais, like 
Dylan to Brock, like um, Thatcher Hurd. He's going to have to convince those guys to stay. And I think that yeah. is in favor of LSU because you have an MLB guy that can talk to them and say, hey, let me let me help you get more money. Let me help you make more yeah. money. Let me help you step up your game. Right. And when you enter the draft next season, you're going to make more money than you would entering it this season and, and, and going. So I think that that plays a massive role as well. Um, but we'll see. We'll see, Reagan. It's it. The roster looks awesome right now. It, it looks yeah. fantastic with the guys that could return and the incoming freshman class and the transfer pitchers. Can you retain them? I, I have to agree with you. I don't think you see Jacob Jacob Barry and K. Dodier gone. Uh, no. I, I think that's that's pretty straightforward. Now, like you said, the rest of them are big question marks. I think you're going to lose maybe one or two more. Uh, maybe you know four. You're going to. I think you're going to lose potentially one to two guys from the freshman class, incoming class, and you could lose one to two guys from the transfer portal. Um, but I think I think. LSU, I think I favor LSU with with those guys outside of Jacob Berry and Kay Doty because uh, I think Jay Johnson is recruiting them hard as well as Wes Johnson. Yeah, um, so here's my take on it. Um, Jacob Hasty is is gone. Uh, he he announced his transfer uh, to Missouri, so that's another guy out of your bullpen gone. Um, I think when it comes to the draft. This is my prediction. Uh, this is just my thought. I think Razelman may go, and I think Gervais may stay. Um, with that being said, um, with that being said, I think you're going to have to do some work in the bullpen. If 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 Razelman's gone, Hasty's now gone. Um, now, obviously, there's going to be some freshmen that are going that are coming in. They're going to want to prove themselves. There's some great arms coming in this class. I mean, Jay loaded up with left-handed talent. Um, you know, another question is, is how many of those is going to go uh, in the draft? Um, yeah. But I think there's going to be some work that needs to be done when it comes to the bullpen because uh, I think you're going to lose Razelman. Uh, I mean, he's he was sitting like around 96, 97 comfortably, and he jumped up to 99, uh, you know, several times I saw throughout the season. And, and that's going to make scouts be, you know, that's going to perk the eye of the scouts. Um, so, but we'll see. I mean, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. Wes Johnson having him there, uh, the ability to say, Hey, we can train you to get some more money. Absolutely bodes well in the way of LSU. But when it comes to draft night and they're saying, Hey, here's the money, you know, now, uh, it's hard to pass up on sometimes and you can't blame the kids, but, uh, I think the bullpen is going to definitely need some work. Now, I mean, what we've seen out of Jay Johnson from the transfer portal so far, I'm not worried, though. Do I think it'll need some work? Yes. Am I worried about it? No. I think Jay Johnson could very easily go in the portal, bring some freshmen in, and the bullpen would be just fine. But, I mean, as of right now, uh, you might could lose – you could potentially lose Thatcher Hurd to the draft, maybe – you could lose also Pineda to the draft, maybe. So that'll play a role in the position too. So, but right now, it, and Tabrat may may go to the draft too. So maybe the whole starting pitcher 
isn't resolved yet. I think yeah. my my inclination is that they may stay, uh, but we'll see. My I think the work that'll be done will be mostly in the bullpen. Um so they're they're um that's where we're at, I think, with the MLB draft. Uh, but I think after that, there's going to be some more things happening because Jay Johnson will have his answers, right, when, when it comes to the incoming class and his current roster with players now. Um, so we also need to talk about some some other Tigers. Uh, summer League basketball is, is going on. Uh, obviously, there are some Tigers in the midst of the Summer League, and some are making some noise. Um, obviously, you know, two players that, that did actually well from, uh, the past, not this past year, but the year before Trenton Watford, Cam Thomas had, had really good years as rookies in the NBA this year. Cam had some incredible games. Um, and Trenton was a very consistent player out in Portland, uh, and, and put in minutes and, uh, now they're competing in, uh, the summer league again. And, of course, Tari Eason, uh, 17th pick to the Houston Rockets, is competing uh, as well. Um, those are the three guys that have been doing really well, Zach, um, in, in the summer league. Cam, I, I was watching the other night when, when Brooklyn was playing uh, the Grizzlies, and, dude, Cam is a bucket. He, he's just a bucket. The dude can just go out there and flat-out score. I mean – what he did at LSU was awesome. And, I mean, he was a top player, big-time scorer coming out of high school. We got him, and it was huge. It was a big deal. Um, and he came in and he produced. But now he's doing it at the next level. It's like this dude is for real. Like this guy's going to have a, a solid – like I don't know what you call it. I know there's been – you know, there's like two-way contracts and whatnot. I don't know what you call like a like a whole contract or whatever it is. But I would not be surprised if he was on a whole contract or whatever you want to say it is. Maybe y'all could put in the technical term in the comments. I wouldn't be surprised if he was on a a, a, a normal NBA contract uh, within the next year or so because the dude is just a bucket. And, yeah, I mean, he won. When we were down in Baton Rouge, um, we watched him sitting at Chimes win the game against the Knicks. I mean, yeah. he straight up won the game for, for the Nets that game. Um, so they've been playing really well. And, Zach, I don't, I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was kind of LSU on LSU crime. Uh, it was either last night or, 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 or a night ago. But Trenton Watford went up and punished the rim and none other than Tari Eason was sitting under the basket. <laughs> so that was quite in. Yeah, that was quite an interesting thing to say. Like you're like, oh snap, Trenton. You're like, oh shoot, Tari. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you're supposed to be a great defender, and this just happened. Which I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. They they ran a little pick and roll at the top of the key, and Trenton got loose, and that's why he was able to. Uh, run and, and kind of jam it into the basket. And Tari kind of just got caught, you know, yeah. like in the whole transition of it. Uh, so I will give him the benefit of the doubt. It wasn't like he was, you know, square and trending up and the dude just went up and yammed straight on the face. They hit a, hit a little pick and roll 
and a few switches and target caught under it. But it was still like, dang, son, that's how do you even react? So, anyways, Zach, what have you been? I mean, we don't have to talk about uh, just LSU players. I, I, obviously, you're a Grizzlies fan, big Grizzlies fan. We're from mm-hmm. Memphis. We like the Grizzlies. What you been thinking about old Kenny Lofton? I mean, I mean, he's been That's showing exactly up. where I was going, bro. Kenny <laughs> Lofton is a whole man. Like, dude, I wish, I wish somehow LSU would have been able to pull him and, oh, and get him to transfer. That would have been insane. Um, yeah, but you know, I'm okay with it because he's at the Grizzlies, and that's my other <laughs> team. That's my NBA team, right? So, like, yeah, I'm totally fine with it. And he's making Chet Holgram look like a baby. I mean, he's just his baby in them. I'm sorry, but like the new age bigs in the NBA is just weird to me. Chet Holgram looks like uh, he's a whole know. giraffe. That man, a giraffe. That just I don't know. The bigs used to be got- like freaking Shaq, and, and, and they like got zero percent, zero percent body fat. Yes, and, all and five percent muscle. <laughs> like. He just a I saw somebody somebody a tall skill. He's a he's a He's a giraffe skeleton is what he is. <laughs> I saw a picture the other night, and it was just a picture of Chet Holgram's ankle, and they said it's the new NBA logo. It was just <laughs> like a stick, bro. It was hilarious. It, I mean, that's just this new age, like, big. I'm like, I don't like this. Like, what happened to Shaq? And- For real. Chuck and Dwight Howard, know, Dennis Rodman, Dwight Howard, like Boogie Cousins. I, I'm just like, what happened to like? What do we do? I, I don't know, but I guess that's the new age ball. I mean, a lot of it is is shooting the three. So I guess the bigs aren't. You know, you're not the whole game isn't getting in the paint anymore. But yeah, uh, it's, it's, I, it's you got to be able to stretch. You got to be a stretch big. I would rather have a guy like Sean Phillips, like big dude that we landed, you know, seven foot, got some meat on his bones, can throw around in the paint a little bit. I, I mean, that's just what I like. I mean, you got to stretch big in in there, and you're you're you know, uh, let's say Adam Miller dishes it down to Sean Phillips in the paint, and there's this like scrawny little big, like Sean Phillips is going to win. Like, yeah. I, I just that dude's a big dude, so. I don't know, but that is what it is. Uh, but, anyways, I, I've loved what I've seen from Tari, Cam, and uh, Trendon. Uh, hopefully, they can continue. Uh, I mean, I've also seen Tremont Waters not playing too bad for the Grizzlies as well. Yeah, he's, he's with the Grizzlies, yep. Not bad as well. So, Javante anyways, with the Heat. Yep, yep. I mean, there's there's several guys. Uh, Darius Days is playing up is for the Spurs, right? Uh, so, I think so, yep. I saw um, I saw a video of him the other day hitting a, hitting, a, hitting a three in the corner. You know, yeah, no of surprise, course. of course. So, anyways, plenty of plenty of LSU guys participating in the the summer league. We wish the best all to them, uh, and hopefully they can land them a contract and make some nice money. Uh, lastly, here in our in our our all things LSU segment, Zach, we need to talk about Brad Davis. People been sleeping on Brad Davis, been giving him a little slack. Yeah, and all of a sudden. Paul Mubinga, 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 Mubinga. He dropped out of Buford, Georgia. So the offensive—I mean, come on, guys. We we really got to stop the whole, you know, what's this guy doing thing? Like, like the recruitment has picked up. Why are we even questioning the dude? Like, 
the whole recruiting staff is is you know telling you it's coming, it's happening, it's here. And like you think they're just going to forget about offensive line? You think Brian Kelly is going to forget about recruiting in the offensive line? Like, come on! Like, seriously? Just because you don't have a commit yet in July doesn't mean you got to freak out. Now you do have a commit, and of course you have more guys that are crystal balled. Some of them are were in, were in their top four. So Zach, I mean, what are we doing at this point over like with with the fans? I, I don't get it. <laughs> that's what we do the sound effects yes do. yes that's i love it it's, instead instead of and you know instead of you know being cheerful for the coach and what he's doing you know they're, they're over here like come on no. like like <laughs> we, we 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 got it we got to start like recognizing what this man is doing in recruiting you better recognize uh, i mean he he's He's dominating right now. The month of July, LSU is dominant. I don't think there is another college football team that has had as great of a July as LSU has. I mean, am I wrong? Yes. No, like they, not. They, they've dominated July, um, and and it's not over. Uh, the BK takeover, the purple rain, the purple storm, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's 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 not over. Oh it's, man, it's that's going. what that's what they should have named this thing. That's what it should have been called: purple rain. How do we miss on that? That's what it should have been called. Are you kidding it's, me? Right now, it's a downpour. It's, it's a thunderstorm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been awesome. But quit sleeping on Brian Kelly. Quit sleeping on on Brad Davis. Look, Zalance heard crystal ball to LSU. Tyree Adams. He's got us in their top four. He's at St. Augustine, Louisiana kid. He's an LSU. Uh, you said who now? Shelton Sampson. Well, I'm talking about offensive line. I'm talking about offensive yeah. line specifically. Like Chase Besantis, you're you're like in his top four. Uh, so, I, guys, if we go out and get Tyree Adams, Lance Hurd, Chase Besantis, like you're a quarterback short of having an like an elite class. Like right, you 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 are literally a quarterback away from like having everything you need in this class and a little bit more. Uh, I mean, you have safeties in this class. You got DBs in this class. You got a linebacker in this class. You got receivers in this class. More to come. And you More got a stacked defensive line in this class. Your de- defensive line is absolutely stacked. There's guys on the offensive line that are going to land LSU. Let's let's just state the obvious. They're not done recruiting offensive line. You go and land a quarterback. This is a complete class, and and I, I think they're headed for the top five. So. Those are my thoughts on that. Uh, I mean, I just – I can't understand the constant worry. You know, where's the offensive line? Where's the offensive line? Like, it's going to come. Brian Kelly's not – like, that's the one thing he did incredibly well at Notre Dame was offensive line. Like, he's not yep. just going to forget it, guys. So, we're going to take care of business on the line of scrimmage. He already has on the defense side of the ball. It's coming for the offense side of the ball. Hey, y'all need to go over to our website, TigersAvenue.com. Click the merchandise tab and get you some. Reagan, you need to get you some too. Although I got joggers, I, I got merch. a t-shirt, I got I got a phone case now. I'm repping it, merch. man. Buy some merch, man. It's, I'm it's, broke. It's, it's buy awesome. some merch. <laughs> I'm broke. Buy some merch. <laughs> so, yeah, man. All right, right, let's get this other time. Hey, look, Carl Dunn. Carl Dunn. He says, "What's good, fellas? What's Carl, good? We what's good? Seen is, you forever. How are you what's doing, good, man? Carl?" 
It's tell me TA segment. So throw your tell Send me it. TA comment Send in it. there. Wes, what's good? What's up, man? What's up? Good to have you in here. All right, I know we got some tell me TA, Zach. Throw them in here. Definitely. What do we definitely. got? Let's let's, uh, let's 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 address this. Uh, Al uh, Brandon Reese comment first. Uh, it's asked Reagan. Um, he wants to know which position group do you think LSU is the most loaded at? I mean, I want to say that's easy, but it's tough at the same time because you can be like, oh, man, wide receiver. Or you could also be like, oh, man, defensive line. So the question is like, yeah. all right, which one of those Which one of those is it? Um, yep. Shoot, wide receiver or D-line? I'm, I'm going to say D-line. I'm going to say D-line. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with D-line. I, I think wide receiver is definitely loaded, but I think – I think. oh, man. I, it's tough, man. I don't know. It's tough. Is is Ellis well? See, it's hard because there is a certain significance when it comes to those position groups. Um, but if you were just to set that aside and say, which do you prefer? Do you prefer, you know, LSU's wide receivers, you know, four through six, more than LSU's backup defensive line, four, five through yeah. six, five through eight, yeah. Um, you know that's that's tough. I think I gotta go with the wide receivers. I, I mean, we've we've hyped up the wide receivers. I've talked about the wide receivers a ton. Here, and so, it's just it's a tough it's a, it's a good argument. I think um, you know others would I think be pretty firm on on one or the other, but I, I think it's debatable. Here's why I'm gonna say defensive line. Here's why. Now, do I think in in the future years this this could it will change for the wide receiver group? But as of right now, there's more NFL prospects on the defensive line, like guys on boards. Like right now in the wide receiver group, yes, as LSU fans, we know that the wide receiver group is loaded, but other people haven't caught on yet. Like all they know is Kayshawn Butte, and that's it. Like last year it was Chris Hilton Jr., Brian Thomas Jr., Malik Neighbors, Jack Besh, all of them were freshmen. Now that they're sophomore, junior, like those guys are going to be like big time recruits, you know. And then of course there's Jeray. I think he could be drafted, but like he's not a like top guy on the board, right? Like Keishawn Butte is only that is that is only that guy right now in the receiver group. Whereas you look at the defensive line, like Ollie Gage, Quellen Roy, Mason Smith, like those dudes are on boards. So like that's why I'll say I'll say defensive line. Now that's going to change for receivers. But I'll say defensive line for now. All right, what else we got, Zach? What else we got? I know there's some more comments. All right, uh, another we'll, – we'll go to Al's real quick right here, and then we'll go back to one of Brandon. Uh, Carl Dunn sent one in. Hey, Chris English is in here. Chris, send us a tell me TA, man. Send us a what tell up, me Chris? TA. Ask, ask us a question. Doesn't, doesn't matter what it is. It can be sports-related, LSU-related. Uh, it can be about us-related, whatever, whatever uh, you want to ask. All right, uh, Al Landry says, tell me TA – do you think Trey Morgan moving to left field to, uh, is to showcase his talent more than first base? I, I do. I, I, I mean, I personally have to uh, agree there. I think it is to showcase his his talent uh, to – I think it's more so to showcase his talent to MLB prospects, more than what LSU fans are thinking. Oh, is he is he going to move to left field? Now, is that a factor? Is that, um, is that a likelihood? Yes, for sure. Uh, him moving to left field, I think – Jay Johnson is obviously monitoring that. 
um, and has watched him in left field um, as he's played, you know, and he hasn't played, you know, strictly left field for Team USA. He's played a lot of first base as well. So, yeah, he I played first base in the, in the last game they've played. For real, the most recent yeah. game they've played. So, so I think I think it's more so for a draft thing than it is yeah. an LSU thing, um, but you know it'll be interesting uh, for sure to, when it comes to preseason and we're getting close to baseball again, and you know those talks are going to be brought up. So we'll see. Yeah, and um, here's it's definitely for to show his you know showcase his talent 100 percent 100 percent no doubt uh, to answer your question right off the bat. Um, when I, I here's everybody's going to ask this all the way up until the season. So yeah. we're gonna, we're going to be talking about this till even dur- even during the season. Yeah, during the season or till February. So if you want the most, I don't know how I say this. Is you know the question is is Trey Morgan going to play first base or is Tommy White and is Trey going to play out in, in the outfield or, or or whatever? So here's my. I'm going to give you a situation. If Jack Pineda goes to the draft, I think that Trey Morgan is 100% going to be playing first base. Because if Jack Pineda goes, that opens up a position on the infield. And I would say if Jack Pineda goes, then Carter Young's probably your shortstop. Jordan Thompson maybe your second stop. Tommy, I'm hearing Tommy White wants to play third. So if Pineda goes, I think Trey Morgan is definitely on first base. If Pineda does not go, that means second, third, short is going to be covered by those three guys, Carter Young, Jordan Thompson, Pineda. Now I think you're into an area where, okay, maybe we put Tommy at first and Trey in the outfield because – you know, if if Pineda goes, that opens up a spot where you can put Tommy White in the infield and have Trey Morgan in the infield at the same time. But Pineda doesn't go; that option that option isn't there. Obviously, it's it's up to Jay Johnson. Ultimately, uh, my opinion on it: I like him at first base. Like I think everybody understands the dude can play outfield if he needs to. Uh, just play him at first. Like like he can yep, he can yep. go like show that somewhere else. But anyways, that's my thought on that. If Pineda goes you're more than likely going to see Trey Morgan at first the entire season. If not, maybe we'll question it and talk about it even more. All right, what else you got? Brandon Reese says, tell me, T.A., based on what LSU baseball has coming back next year, what are your realistic expectations? First off, I think it's it's way too early um, to put some expectations on LSU. Um, But based on right now, like what who they have right now, you know, draft aside – you know, let's just assume they're bringing all these guys in minus Jacob Berry and Kate Doty. You know, I mean, it's for me, it's Omaha bus. I mean, that that would be a stacked team. You thought this year's team was was loaded from one to nine. Next year's team is is better because they'll have the arms and they'll have a, and probably, in my opinion, they better one to nine lineup. Yeah, you may extend. You're you're probably gonna extend the threat a little bit more with this year's lineup. Um, now, I mean, this past year's lineup was daunting, no question about it. Uh, but you throw Tommy Tanks in there and then another 300 hitter in Pineda, like, yeah. And um, 
boy, Jordan Thompson is showing some life out in Cape Cod. I mean, he's batting well over 300 and, 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 and had, has had a great showing out there. Um, I think you bring back like K Beloso, a healthy K Beloso in this lineup. Shoot, somewhere. I, I mean, I don't know where you put him. Gavin Dugas, healthy somewhere. Dre, Jay, Braden Joe Bear, like that's a lot of home runs going around. Like, I think K Beloso was on route to have a big year this year, and he may come back guns blazing after missing a, a, a year like he did uh, because of a you know, a knee jerk injury at the very first game of the season, you know, he's kicking himself. So anyways, I, I think the expectation is Omaha. So especially with the arms that you've added. Let's hit this last one and then we'll wrap up the show. Carl Dunn, been a long time, man. We, we've missed you, but we're glad you're here tonight. Tell me TA, how many will LSU lose to the MLB draft over and under number? So I'll give my over and under Reagan. Um, and I think that number sits at around four. Four is the number. Over? Sure. Are you? T- let's let's put it at four. Are you going over? Or are you going under? I'm definitely going under. Definitely going Ooh. under. Mm, that's four. Tough. I'm not going over four. I'm not. I'm not saying there's five getting drafted. You mean like current roster, or are we talking? We're talking. Everybody. I guess he's saying when he says LSU, he's, he means like new transfers, okay. current roster. Yeah, with the transfers. With high the, school. With the, let's do that with the. See, that makes it tough when you add the current transfers. With high school prospects. Add, I mean, you're talking seven, eight. I mean, Justin Crawford is out of Nevada is a is a freaking top ten projected pick. Like, Mike so, Mary, yeah. Gavin Gidry. Yeah. Yeah. All those, so, I mean, all those, over, those, over. There's so many guys. <laughs> over. Yeah, that's so, uh, yeah, over, under. Uh, so, Carl, you'd have to clarify for us, you know. Is I it, let's is say, it let's say, if include all of those, let's say the number is six. Include all of it and say the number six. Over. But I wouldn't be surprised sure. if it was under. That's tough. You wouldn't be surprised if it was under. Now, if, it, if you're if you're just talking this roster right now, um, yeah. If we're saying four, then yeah, under. Uh, you know, if you're saying three, yeah, it's, that's that, that that gets more tough. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm say, oh, he says mostly mostly draftees. draftees. So is that that including everybody? Yeah. Um. So we're gonna set it at six then. Yeah, I would say it's gonna be six or seven. So I'll, I'll take the over. Yeah, just over. So we'll see. Big time hopefully, talent. Hopefully they can retain some guys. We talked about that earlier, Carl. If you missed, I'd like the, to be wrong the, about that. <laughs> if you missed uh, that segment, that part of the show, Carl, just when we get done, go back watch that. Uh, in our all things LSU segment, we talked about um, you know the potential guys getting drafted and uh, and that. That included the the freshmen, and that included the the transfers. So, uh, scroll back, watch that. But uh, hopefully, I'm hoping I'm hoping they only lose like, you know, Al Landry said if it's six, and six he's taking yeah. the over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hope we're wrong, but there's just a lot of talent. I mean, you have the number one class in the nation. There's a that, there's a reason for number that one because transfer. it is loaded with MLB prospects. 
Um, you got Jacob Berry and, and Doty on your the best, There's the re- reason you have the best transfer class coming in because it's loaded with, with draft prospects. Yeah. So we'll see. Absolutely. All right, guys, we appreciate y'all interacting. We're going to hit a quick break, and we'll come back and wrap the show up. Five-star hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem, and at Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Five-star hero. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. All right, guys, it's been a great show. Appreciate all your comments, interacting for Tell Me T.A., uh, Nurse Court, love the hat ranking. Yes, absolutely. The throwback hat is my best hat. And my biggest critique for Jay Johnson this year is we never saw the throwback L uniform. I'm, I'm, that's my biggest critique for Jay Johnson this year. My biggest disappointment. How dare you not break out those legendary uniforms? I rest my case. Um, great show, guys. Appreciate y'all interacting. It's been a blast. Um, we uh, we didn't run our social media thing, so make sure you go follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, all at Tigers Avenue. Go hit up Tigers Avenue's merchandise page. Go copy some merch, and I promise you, we will much appreciate it. All right, guys, it's been great. Thanks for hanging out this episode here in the Tigers Avenue. We'll catch you next time. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Who that, who that five star? Who that, who that five star? And the-